Joining me in the room podcast to talk about his next fighting opportunity, fighting for CES MMA at CES 73 on May 12th, is Brendan the Kid Marat. What's up, my man? Welcome back to the show, bro. Thanks, bro. As always, thanks for having me. It's good to talk to you again, brother. Dude, uh, not too long ago, man, uh, just a little over a month, we uh, we spoke and uh, you were fighting at combat zone uh basically in your backyard man let's recap that fight and the experience fighting in front of dana white yeah i mean like we spoke that last time com coming off a couple year layoff nothing was better than to fight uh for combat zone that's where i've spent 90 percent of my career most comfortable with those guys so i was hyped to do it it was uh it was it was a good time i, I was pumped to be back in there um I definitely showed that my hands have evolved, and um, and as I said about the previous fight, it's only going to look better. You know, I was I lost a ton of weight, went down the 55, still had some weight on me. So, um, honest to God, even though I, I may have made it look like quick work in there, I, I was you know not in the greatest of shape. So, um, you know, the best shape I could have been in. But we still got the job done. Second round TKO, we weathered the early storm with his takedowns. And then round two, he, he got desperate and he, he couldn't hit the takedown, so he was forced to stand. It, it was a great time fighting in front of Dana. That was actually, you know, that was like an extra pump up because, it was you know, it's cool. It's the future boss, you know, we, we always want to represent. But, uh, yeah, I, I felt like I was almost right back to it even after a couple of years. Well, my friend, uh, you spoke about putting it on Dion in the second round. You, you, you dictated this fight you said he was going to shoot you said uh you know working on your wrestling you know if he might get, if he gets you down he's not going to keep you down and that's basically where you happen you forced him to stand with you and uh man he wasn't game for that for that opportunity man you just laid it on him and your pressure was unstoppable when did you feel the tide in that fight turning yeah like I said, going into it i knew if he hit a takedown he wasn't going to hold me down for long and I knew he had maybe one or two in him because to get me down, you're going to blow your tank. And in the first round, it may have looked like he was holding me down for a while, but it, I had to be smart about getting up. He's a brown belt in jujitsu. People have gotten up from him being on top on their side control. They get up, he grabs a guillotine, he grabs something. So it wasn't really he's holding me down. It's I have to respect his game, and I had to be very smart in that first round about getting back up. Because, uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is end up with a little scramble with a, with a high-end jiu-jitsu guy. You'll get caught with something. So once we got into that second round and he shot, I think I stopped two or three takedowns in that round. I hit an Uchimata throw on him. That's when I knew that the tides turned. When you can't take me down and, you know, my game isn't really to take people down and I hit you with a takedown. And, uh, you know, that's when the tides turn. And as far as the striking, that second round two is when I knew I had him because all he wanted to do was reach out to me, clinch up, and that's a sign of a guy who just doesn't want to take the shots no more. It's like the, the dudes in boxing, they just want to clinch up when they can't take it no more. But hats off to him, man. I, I've never hit someone so hard. And, like, what a game. I, his team, his coaches, they, they were staying in there the whole way. They never gave up. I could hear his corner, and that's the spirit he had. But, you know, once I landed a few of those, knees and those right hands i knew that fight was mine it was just a matter of tenderizing him until he couldn't take it no more great tenderizing him that's a great great word my man well when that fight uh finally ended and uh it was called off man what was the feeling i know that was a sold out crowd fight in front of dana and back in front of your people what was that feeling like when uh you know uh, they stopped that fight 
it, it was crazy. I haven't had that feeling in, in years, obviously, you know, with the layoff and just to get back in there. And even before the win, just the walkout, it had like that excitement again, like that amateur or first couple pro fights were like, you're all giddy. It's like you're going on a roller coaster. Like it was so cool to have that feeling back, like the excitement was coming back. But to get that win, when uh, the ref pulled me off him, it was like every fighter can say it. It's, it's the most exciting, exhilarating, addicting feeling. And it's also the biggest feeling of relief because, you know, you just got to win and you're out of there. It, it was the best thing, especially fighting in front of Dana. It was good to put on the show. Coming off those two years, knowing that I can get right back in there and compete with the top guys in New England. Well, as far as uh, that card the New England cartel, very successful in front of Dana. Great, great fights all through that card, man. As far as after the card, you know, no announcements were made about Dana picking a fighter, but how was it uh, to meet Dana, and, and, you know, what was that experience like? Yeah, so I didn't personally meet him. I, I, didn't, I didn't go up to him or anything. I, I jumped on the cage, jumped on the mic, and said some words to him. Um, but, yeah, the, the cartel, they, I think we went 4-0, 5-0 that whole night. I think we had four or five fires, but I know none of us lost. Um, a solid night for everybody. And, yeah, it was cool. Um, like I said, didn't get a chance to really introduce myself. Uh, I made myself known and my name cleared. And this next fight, I'll just, you know, I'll reaffirm that uh, he made a mistake not by pulling me down. So. So he'll get me in there after this next one. I can guarantee that. Well, you're right back on the horse, man. Uh, you know, a couple of months later, um, May 12th, man, for CES, where I believe you made your pro debut for CES. So you're back with them. Yep. You're, you're dropping down to 145. Um, you fought there before. What is the decision to uh, drop down, uh, you know, from uh, going 155 for the last few fights? Yeah, 155, I've always spent most of my career at featherweight, 145. And uh, the one, the catchweight I have at 150 and then the last few fights at 155 have just been dudes dropping out or dudes not accepting fights. And, you know, we got a guy, like, uh, I think my first 155 fight was Dan Dubuque. He's like, he's a 145 or I'm a 145er, but, hey, we're, we're jumping at 155. So 145 is where I really belong. And the difference in between there is, yeah, it's great not to have to diet as hard at lightweight, but I'm a solid 145er. I'm not small and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be a weight bully. And so that cut, it sucks a little bit more. But the way I can hit these guys at 145 compared to 155, it's a whole new ball game. So it gives me that power advantage. And definitely that speed advantage, you know, because I'm, I'm not a 155er, but I can absolutely hang with any of them. The size doesn't really bother me. Well, your last fight was in front of a, a home crowd. Uh, CES is in Massachusetts, Beverly, Massachusetts, where uh, I'm not sure they've been at the same arena, but they have fought in the same city. How excited are you to get back in their cage and closer to home? Because usually they do fight at Twin Rivers in Rhode Island, but this is a mass. I would imagine it's a little less ride for you. How excited are you to get back into their cage? It, I'm excited, man. These guys have always been good to me every time I fought for them. I'm 3-0 with those guys. Uh, two finishes, one decision. And it's good not to have to travel to Rhode Island because I'm up here in New Hampshire. So Beverly Mass, they've been there a few times at the North Shore Music Theater. It's probably like a 45-minute ride away. I'm in southern New Hampshire. Nothing is better than fighting close to home. It's the best. You don't have to deal with hotel rooms, nothing. And you can sleep in your own bed for weigh-ins. But I'm excited to put on a show for these guys. They always have a great venue set up. You know, they're back on UFC Fight Pass. 
and it's a very clean cut, good organization, and uh, it's fun. I enjoy fighting for them. Excellent. Well, you're taking on a, a another beast. Um, this guy's a, a bigger veteran than uh, the last couple of fights. I mean, Dan Dubuque, a huge veteran, but this guy's fought all over the place, um, and he's proven, man. He's coming off a win at Combat FC 3 in New England, so he's known in New England. He's from Connecticut, Texera's gym. Uh, Regivaldo Cavallo, man, uh, how excited are you to get into the cage with him? And what do you know about this dude other than that that last fight that uh, you know he won at Combat FC? I'm excited to fight this guy. Like you said, he's proven himself. He's a veteran. Um, but I'm going to put the word veteran and journeyman right next to each other when it comes to this guy. I think he is a gatekeeper for the bigger leagues, and I don't think he goes much further than that, but you have to beat a guy like him if you want to get into the UFC, if you want to get into any other big promotions. Because it just shows if you can't beat a guy like him who's fought guys and hung in there who are now in the UFC, you know, you got some work to do. He, he's a great fighter. I've, like I told you last time, I study my opponents they're pretty extensively. I, I don't worry about what they're doing as much, but it just their tells when they're going to do stuff, this stuff. Like, I just like to get a broad horizon of like what to do and what not to do with people. But he's very one-dimensional to me. Um, he's got a snappy one. Too. And coming from the boxing gym that I'm at, Haverhill Downtown Boxing, we... A conventional one-two down the middle, if you're just coming straight at it's not going to work on me. I see it from these amateurs and high-level pros that I box with. That's one-two is way snappier. It's way harder. But I got to respect it because he has dropped some dudes with it. But, you know, I can respect it. But I'm not going to be there when he throws these shots. Like I said, I think he's just too one-dimensional. And he doesn't like getting hit. He shows it in all of his footage. And if there's one thing I'm good at is hitting a guy hard. I always try to get people going on the back step, get them going on the heels. So I think he'll come out strong. But once he eats a couple of my shots, he's going to be like, you know, shit, we're in here with a dog. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to go in there. We're going to touch him up. And I'm just going to tenderize him. And then once I feel like he's weak, I'm going to drop a bomb on his melon. And he's never felt one like that. He's going to go down. Well, my man, uh, back into camp right away you are, man. How's the second time around coming off that layoff? Uh, the cocktail is uh, burning on all cylinders. They got guys that are uh, probably going to be on the contender series. You got a couple of training partners, maybe even more. They haven't even thrown out the whole card for here. Uh, but how excited are you to be in the in that training again, training camp back to back? I'm 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 ecstatic about it. It's great just coming back after. See, the thing is that after the two year layoff, I had to get in shape to fight. Now the shape I'm in right now, I could fight this guy tonight, and I'm already in way better shape, double shape than I was my fight combat zone not too long ago because it's the hard part to get into shape but then once you're already there you can build off of it i'm i'm back in full-blown fight shape where i could go two three four five rounds striking hard at a high pace the whole time that's what i've been known for i, I don't gas and i stay on guys and as far as the the cartel man these guys are year round um tyson said before they don't do training camps get they just train 24 7 because there's always in a guy in a training camp there. So it's just, it's, it's continuous go, go, good pace. So combined with being in shape and getting into a fight camp and the way those guys push, the way my boxing gyms push, I'm excited, man. My, my cardio, my endurance, my power, my speed, the guys down at Skill of Strength SOS have me firing on all cylinders. Shout out to those guys. that They'll turn you into a well-oiled machine. I am ecstatic. I feel very good about this. 
Excellent, man. Well, excited for you, kid, man. Uh, you know, coming back and uh, mulling people over, bro. And back right on the horse, uh, you know, a couple of months later, if that, uh, a month later. Uh, actually, actually, a couple of months. But um, as far as this fight, man, what do we expect to see? And you have any predictions? Because you did have a prediction on the last fight that it wouldn't get out of the second round. What are you predicting in this fight? And then I'll uh, ask you one more question and let you get out of here. Yeah, definitely. I honestly got in everyone who looks at his film. He looks like a hard intense striker and he's in your face. He's not getting past round one. Um, I see him coming out hard fast. Like he's gonna, like he does in all of his fights. He snaps one, twos down the middle, tries to get aggressive, tries ripping leg kicks. But when you snap your one, twos and I'm not there, you huck leg kicks. I'm not afraid to go shin on shin. You're going to run out of options. And like I said, his, his defense is not great. He's not going to improve it in three weeks. So it's going to end in the first round, probably towards the end. I'm going to touch him up, and he's just going to say, shit, you know, none of my weapons are working. And once I get him nervous and thinking about getting hit, that's when he's not going to see it coming. He's going to eat a bomb right off the noggin. Excellent, my man. Well, bro. Uh... And lastly, on top of that, too, I, I know I TKO, guys. I hurt dudes a lot. I hit him. I drop him. I beat him up. But uh, I, I, this is the fight I got the feeling he's, he's going out cold. I'm going to just walk off knockout this guy, and it's going to be a great night. It's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm really going to show what I can do with my striking while in shape. I'm going to show that at this age and the skill I have now and the power I have now, I have the power to just not night sleepy Z's people. Excellent, my man. Well, it'll be on Fight Pass, bro, so there'll be a lot of eyes on this show. Um, last thing here, bro, I mean, you know, you didn't get the opportunity to get to the UFC in the last card. Where do you think... You dropped this guy in the first round. Where do you think this puts you? I mean, the contender series is coming up quick. Uh, I think that starts in uh, the end of the end of June, maybe a little earlier, and and it goes up until almost September. Uh, do you expect to be on the contender series this year? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we we know with even without this fight, we can get on contender series this year. But if I go out there and I start this guy in round one, early round two, even at the latest, I prove that I belong just to get pulled to the UFC. You know, there's a guy, uh, two fights ago he fought who's in the UFC now, and it took him three rounds just to finish him, and he got dropped a few times. So if I go in there and I start this guy, it's only showing that I belong to going, you know, to enter the, to enter the big leagues, to get in there with the big dogs, and, uh, you know, start working my way up. But if Contender Series is the way to... I'll start whoever they put in front of me there, you know, proving myself more and more until I get there. But as far as I'm concerned, I belong to be there right now. And when I get this guy, drop him, it's only going to reaffirm that way better. Excellent, my man. Well, we know Dane is watching out for uh, for you and this card. There's a lot of potential for other fighters from the cartel to make it to the UFC, the contender, man. So uh, congratulations on all the success, bro. In and out of the cage, man. You're doing great things. Uh, well-spoken, very humble dude, and very, very confident, and it shows in the cage. Um, last thing, my friend, shout-outs, sponsors, uh, social media, and then I'll let you get back to uh, getting ready for this fight on May yeah. 12th. As always, my team, my teammates, New England Cartel. I got uh, Haverhill Downtown Boxing, um, some sponsors um, last camp, and I'm hoping to get them back this camp. Past then, those guys are absolutely phenomenal. They service all of New England for all your past then needs. Those guys are incredible. But yeah, just my teammates, friends, family. You know, of course, our Lord and Savior, man. Without him, I'm nothing, and I'll carry that till the day I die. 
uh, social media other than I have on Instagram here. Um, I think the uh, kid Marat. Anything else other than that on social media? Yeah, just Brennan Marat on Facebook, and then you can get me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all kid Marat. You'll find me on there. Excellent, my man. Well, we'll be seeing you on Fight Pass on May 12th, man, making your return to CES at CES 73. An all-star card. Uh, you know, what they announced so far is a banger. I can't wait to see the complete card, man. But uh, congratulations, Brendan, on everything, man. And we'll talk soon after this fight. And uh, we'll be seeing you in the UFC very soon, man, man. Thanks, brother. God bless. And thanks for having me on again, man. All right, my man.